this is Ian Amer, and this is another episode of Straight People, the podcast for straight people because they just don't have enough. Um, we are coming to you live, recording live again in my husband's basement. We have our guest this week, the hilarious, a good friend of mine, Mr. Bob Place. How are you, Bob? Hey, doing good. Nice. Well, welcome. Uh, you've been here a couple times before. Yeah, it's totally. In my my husband's chilly basement. Well, it's not really a basement. It's the first floor of the house, but right. it was supposed to be a basement, so it feels... Like it's it got a feel, basement feel. Yeah, very basement vibe, you know? Yeah. A lot of nasty things have happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this is where we hang out when the tornadoes come. So it's like right. a room with no windows. It's amazing. <laughs> but how are you doing today? It's Tuesday. Um, doing good. Yeah. Um, who you uh, who you voting for? We're, we're just going to jump into some of that. Because um, I've been thinking about it all day. Like... Do you have anybody? Are you, are you pro know. someone yet? I'm not pro anybody. Yeah. I'm like, it's going to just come down as it always does to less of two evils, probably. Yeah. I haven't Everyone's really excited about pro. Bernie, but I don't, I just don't. What's different than last time other than he's four right. years old? <laughs> He's <laughs> a little older. When is four years? Well, I guess that makes a difference. I don't know. But yeah, I, I just want to. Yeah. I kind of like Warren. I just want to see what Warren's going to. Like, I just want to see her yeah. debate. Donald Trump more than anything else. I don't know whether she, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I think the debates are fun. <laughs> you know, I I'm so fucking just. I just vote for whoever I think is the yeah. less yeah. evil person. Do you pay attention the whole time, or like, are you like the? Are you do you, do you figure out who everybody is the day before? Yeah, vote? I every time I'm voting, I feel like I shouldn't be allowed to vote. <laughs> Because it's like, I am just not as in tune with that. Uh, like, there's a lot going on, and surely the sensational things I catch yeah. a headliner to. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, see yeah. a few YouTube videos, yeah. but... Uh, Pull that back one. Okay, no, you're kind of go. perfect where you are. Um, that's interesting, but yeah. every time, whenever I'm in there, I always feel like, you should have to take a test before <laughs> you can do this. Because I'm in there. You should have to like, pick whoever you're voting this? for. You have to. Be, you should have to be able to pick them by picture. Is what I think would be the. That would also like, be very. Because then good. you have to have done some research. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you have to pick them out of a lineup. <laughs> so you can pick a name, but then you have to I actually have match honest, them. Honestly, um, two times, I wrote in for the president. Yeah. Um, the first time was Bush Carey. Okay. And I voted for Jim Carey. <laughs> okay. And uh, <laughs> the system works. The system works. <laughs> and then I feel like I feel like actually both times I wrote in were the Bush elections, and both okay. times one one I remember carrying, the other one maybe was like Jeremy Piven or something. I just voted okay. for some celebrity, just somebody <laughs> other than because well. I don't even know. I, I, as little as I know now, I knew even less then, you know. <laughs> and then it didn't seem like there was such a pressure to have an opinion. Yeah, I was like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Um, yeah, I'm like, uh, everyone is like all of a sudden super like pro Bernie. It feels like it felt like that like mm. for a while you couldn't be pro Bernie because if you were, you were Bernie bro. And that, like, really? Yeah, yeah. A I bit. didn't know about I that. So. Definitely when yeah. Hillary when the last election, it was like, you know, there was a very much of like, oh, if you don't support Hillary, you're a sexist piece of shit. You know what right. I mean? And it, it it sort of carried over. For, well, and of course, the Bernie Bros do ex- they do exist, and they are online, and they are obnoxious as shit. Right. So right. yeah, there's a little bit of truth to that too. But I don't know. I just feel like that like uh, 
I'm just glad the gay guy dropped out. B- Pete, I, I didn't want a gay person in charge of really? the country. Really? Not Why? now, no. Not right now? No, not right now. Because it feels like we're having to clean up like a real big mess. Do you know what I mean? And like we already, really? we, we already, oh, judge, right. we already like, you know, take neighborhoods and turn them around. You know what I'm saying? We can't, <laughs> we can't do that with the White House. That's oh my God. But imagine if you did, that would be the most amazing White House in the world. He just didn't seem, to me, he seemed like he was like connected to the sea. You know what I mean? Like just in Well, the, and that's my yeah. problem with it always is why it always comes down to just, I don't know, holding my nose and voting for someone I think. Yeah. Is, because I always feel like, especially, I always feel like they're sneaking shit in on me. Oh, of course. Of how yeah. little I know they're sneaking a yeah. lot in on Absolutely. me. So I'm just like, I don't they're know. They're not even sneaking anymore. That's what yeah, I feel like. Right? You know? like now, they're just, <laughs> now they're just twirling their mustaches. They talk to us. You know? <laughs> right. Um, well, I didn't bring you here to talk politics, but it's just on my mind because it is. Okay, we it would be a real uneducated to talk right? about it. I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> um, so you're, you're, you're I comedian. I vote on who I would fuck the most. And who would you uh, fuck? Uh, who would? <laughs> just kidding. That's I a harder pick. Fuck the shit out of Bernie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Give it to me, Bernie. Give it to <laughs> I'll let you feel the burn, baby. Talk about Boom. Weekend at Bernie's, baby. Yeah, oh. right. Why isn't that his slogan, or is it? I I don't know. It's not. It should be. <laughs> Someone just told me recently, drunkenly at the end of the night, p- pitched me their th- weekend at Bernie's three scripts, and it was actually not bad. I won't. I won't do it because it's somebody else's. Right. Th- but it was really funny. Of all the things, yeah. to somebody be like, yeah, "I'm working on a screenplay," and I totally was like, uh, "What is it?" And which was my own fault. Everything that happened after that, I asked for. Right. But it was weekend at Bernie's three, and I was like. Okay. <laughs> of all the things to be working on. Well, it would be the time to make it right I with guess all so. these like reboots. I know. Just absolutely. straight up weekend and Bernie's. Do it yeah. again. You yeah. know? Except this time Bernie is it's the last name and it's yeah. a girl that dies. Oh, of course. That's obviously yeah. No, it's two women keeping like a uh, <laughs> like this white guy who's like a me too guy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there it, it is. They gotta that's get a, they gotta get all movie. this money or something. That'd be great. But that's that, amazing. That's not what that his wasn't a reboot. His was a continuation, <laughs> a continuation of right. the original story. Wow. I mean, <laughs> Bernie would have decomposed by now. I know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Whoa, well, Bernie, you're looking <laughs> terrible. I think Bernie might have been a computer. It's, maybe it was Bernie Madoff. I don't know. But anyways, so I don't know what we're getting. But I was saying you are a comedian. You're a filmmaker. You're right. a show producer. Mm-hmm. I've seen some of your live, like Bob Place Saves the World or Destroys the World. Or, yeah, the different names, yeah. but they're all just sort of a crazy show as yeah. well. I haven't done one in a while. Yeah. I haven't made a movie in a while. Yeah. Any sort of film. Yeah. I know that. I was bringing it up. I was like, what uh, the fuck have you been doing? (laughs) (laughs) No, but talk to me about the movie. Talk to me. So you did American Dirtbags, which you can find anywhere you can stream stuff. I think it's on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. It's on everything except for, like, it's not on Netflix. Yeah. You can get on Amazon, iTunes, Google. Yeah. Play or whatever. So where did that idea like, come from? Had you been working on that for a while, or has, you know, like you know, now that so much time has passed, so like oh my, should uh, we not talk go. about it? No, 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 nothing. Okay. Then. I'm not gonna like oh. implicate anyone else. Okay, but <laughs> I, well, I. How long ago was it? How long ago? So was we it? filmed it in 2015. It came out in 2017. Okay. Yeah. And um, so it was like a two-year sort of period where it was like you were doing it and editing it and well we were we went to like a film festival and we won an award at the festival yeah and even that was like sort of a chaotic experience like i feel like i'm a different person than i was when i made that yeah because at the time i was doing like i was just 
ultra party mode. Yeah. Not party necessarily, but like private drug addictions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, I was kind of party. You were, I was you, you were loose. You, know? you were your own pharmacist is what I like to call that. It was, well, it was just like, you know, doing tons of getting wasted a lot through the entire process yeah. of making the film. You don't drink anymore at all, do you? So sometimes, sometimes, sometimes yeah. I've drank. Yeah. I, I quit drinking for like nine months, and then I like went to Paris and was like, "Well, yeah, you can drink in Paris. Have a couple <laughs> drinks in Paris." <laughs> and then so I came back and I like, all right, all right, back to not drinking. Yeah. And then I drank in a few times. Yeah. In there, but certainly nothing like dirt bags. I'm not even blacked out. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. Um, Dirt, American Dirtbag is the name of the film. Sorry, I haven't mentioned that. Oh, yeah. yeah so American, American Dirtbag is the yep. name of the film. And it was just as depraved as I could make a script. And I was sort of... I've always been kind of fascinated with that sort of underbelly, just underdog, but because there's such a fucking piece of shit, you know? And I thought it would be fun <laughs> to... Have a Those story are just where called losers, by the way. Right. <laughs> you're not an underdog if you're just a complete piece of shit. <laughs> no, but like, okay, so a complete piece of shit, but like, you just root for respecting losers. Respecting for yeah, them. I know. Not respecting for them, but like trying to see their perspective exactly. and feel for them. Because even the like, losers have game out. and drive and ambitions and wants and needs. Yeah, they have and, yeah, wants yeah. and needs, yeah. but they're fucking willing to, you know, they're just pieces of shit and, you know. <laughs> And I thought it would be kind of so fun. So actually, you cast most of your friends in the <laughs> those people. It was the Atlanta comedy scene 2015 is who the cast of that film It really film seemed is. like it. Well, there was a lot of guest stars, too. Those were yeah, there were guest stars. It was, so the movie is like six different stories that all intertwine in like a almost convoluted way yeah. like looking back at it like you gotta it's be like sober you gotta be taking yeah. notes to like yeah. really keep up with it because yeah. there's so many uh, crossovers and things that are affecting the other stories that yeah. I remember we got one review that said something like that it requires a level of sobriety like <laughs> it's like you need to like not be, uh, don't smoke a joint and watch this yeah. or it'll be like I don't even understand what happened but I wanted to put everything that I possibly could that I thought would be kind of interesting or that I ever thought was sort of a thought would be sort of a fun idea and then we did that. Yeah. You know, and I, to the point where it was almost crazy looking back. I mean, we were shooting some of it on 8mm. I paid for animations. I paid for these, like, um, uh, graphics and, you, you know, uh, like uh, cartoon sketches and shit. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted it to be as just, like, you know, wild and fun as possible. And if I did it again, I think... For the money that I was able to get invested in it, man, I would have cut it down, and I feel like I could have done more with that money. You know, it, like if I did it, if I did another film, I feel like the lessons I learned from that one it would be like a totally different thing. Yeah, because I thought, I thought when I watched it, it felt like it was a two-hour movie, but it could have just easily been six episodes of a. You know sure. what I mean? Like a series, you know? Because yeah, it had yeah. a series. It had, like, that episodic kind of feel to it. Totally. Because as you shifted from the next thing and then figured out what the connections were, you right. know? And it was telling one sort of continuous story. It, it almost story. had kind of an anthology feel. Yeah, it's definitely an anthology you know? feel. And like, you could go back and revisit those characters again. Right. You know, the day exactly. before, the day after, a year later. Yeah, yeah. Right, Absolutely. right. 
And that would have been fun to go down that road with that. But it was also like a real eye-opening experience because it was so hard to do it that I was like, I called the ambulance twice. Like, I almost died. Like, I was so determined to make that movie that I was, I didn't care if I had a heart attack. I was going to do this cocaine to get this done. (laughs) I called the ambulance twice. One time was, uh, (laughs) both times it was a heart attack scare. But really, it turned out just a panic attack. And it actually brought me with a lot of good information. Like, your heart doesn't have pain receptors. Yeah. So that pain in your chest is like, that's not, that's not it. You're having a panic attack. Yeah. I was so stressed out because it was like, I'm, I've, I got money from investors and mm-hmm. those investors were kind of, they were letting me do what I wanted, but also being real like, uh, involved, involved. Yeah. Right. So it stressed me out yeah. when things would fall through and I'd have to like get it put together and it, man, I still feel tired from doing that. <laughs> So I still, I think about it. I, I wrote another film after it, and obviously American Dirtbags was not a financial success. So <laughs> it was kind of like, all right, maybe a little harder to make another one yeah. anyway, because now call I know it, how hard it call is to it make a, it. a personal triumph. It may not have been a financial success, but, I mean, you made it. Yeah, I and made it. And it is a movie. I mean, it like, it's, movie. you know it's what I mean? It's out there. You're right. Yeah. Oh, no, I mean, uh, I, I've, I'm proud of it, but it's I look better than now, some of those like, things I've seen, you know what I mean? Yeah, like in right. terms of like, I've seen people say, oh, I'm doing this. And then when you finally see it, you're like, oh, like, you know what I'm right. saying? <laughs> and maybe it's because I know everybody in it. I watch it and I'm like, it's like, it's like a visual yearbook. It, you know? In a way it is. And it's I just will so say insane. for my tastes, there yeah. was too much Neil. <laughs> you know, and I'll say, <laughs> God love you, Neil Reddy, but you were just in that movie too much. That uh, tripping scene was like, like yeah. if you had cut that in half, <laughs> I would have loved that movie because it had a real great pace to it. Right. And yeah, then yeah. the tripping scene, it was like, yeah, oh. just went out of control. I mean, she, whoever the, what was her name? Uh, Tamara. Uh, Tam. She's Mar- beautiful. Uh, yeah. yeah Tamara. And worth all the time you've. Uh, spent putting a camera on her. Sure. But then there's old Neil on the I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Neil, but. I mean, that was, <laughs> you know, one of the six stories, and they were all yeah. like ended poorly, and yeah. everybody died. And it was like, <laughs> this is kind of thing where I just wanted to be like, you know, and all these sort of rules about a movie, happy ending, and yeah. this kind of thing. I don't want to do that. And then, you know, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> and instead, it's like this fever dream, drugs and murder, yeah. and, you know, it was definitely made before anyone was woke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was a totally different thing. Well, it was definitely made before you were woke. I think. <laughs> I don't think I'm woke. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. When I first heard woke, I was like, dude, I've done DMT. I'm woke yeah. as shit, you know? And like, that's not what that means. I'm like, I don't know, yeah. man. We are in the yeah. multiverse for sure. I'm pretty woke. <laughs> um, speaking of being woke and, and all of that, we should, t- we should because this is a podcast called Straight People. Right. How do you identify, Bob? Um, I identify as straight. Yeah. Right? Um, he's like looking for reassurance from me when he asks. He's like, right? 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 I don't know. Right? No, I feel like um, I don't have any. I don't. I don't have any receipts disputing that. So <laughs> if that's what you're worried about. No. It's, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Because what I? <laughs> oh, really? Because look at this photograph. Like I, you know, look. I think I gave it an honest try to not be straight at one point because yeah. I thought I don't know. Let's see. Yeah. I gave it a gamble. Yeah. And it came. 
back just like mm, and the results came back yeah, results you're straight came back like no 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 that's you're straight i guess Did that dick taste like a nine volt battery is that the problem um you know <laughs> <laughs> i don't fucking remember but it, it's <laughs> I, I, t- I do not recall i don't recall uh, uh, you know so you've you've like- um you've dabbled yeah, yeah, and you and the and you were like, mm, not for me, right? Yeah, exactly. I get that. It's kind of like, I tried that. I was that was me in high school, right? I was like, yikes! I mean, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> you <know>? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was also like, I was doing a lot of drugs at the time, and I was like, what? What? Are, fuck it. We're kind of feeling this. What yeah. are we doing? And then later. You know, like the next day is when I was like, ooh, lab results are back. And it was like, oh, that was weird. You know, you are not the homosexual. No, no. Wow. That's pretty funny. Well, but you know, I was always fucked up when I tried to sleep with women. (laughs) (laughs) I never, it it was sort of a, I never tried to have sex with a guy, but there was definitely some, a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of experimentation. I dipped my foot in. If you, it wasn't my foot, but I dipped in <laughs> something. something. You, dipped your something. <laughs> you dipped your something in something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was what last week or I'm just, um, no, 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 well, don't I tell me. A shot every, don't tell you know, every once a year. Once a year, I'm like, I don't yeah. know. Revisit that. Real guy quick. Fox oh, day. Oh, every, no, no. every guy Fox day. You're like, remember, remember to try that dick again. Yeah. Wow. Well, I got real. So, so what I will say is, it, it, there was like a. Time frame where I was real into being rock and roll. Yeah. In the sense of just like I was Punk playing rock. in my band yeah. and doing rock that and kind of thing and was kind of felt like, no, nah, this should be like a rock and roll experience. Yeah. Fucking, well, if you, you think know. about like rock and roll in like the late 60s and 70s, yeah. so many of those guys were They're either like, yeah, telegraphing we some kind of pop, yeah. you know, or it was all queer baiting. There's some debate under whether how gay some of them actually Oh, were. really? But, you know, that's one of those things. Well, like, uh, like I know like Marilyn Manson and like these yeah. kind of things. But whole, then there was there like was the thing, of, you know, back in the day, like Lou Reed and, and David Bowie and then right, whether right. they, you know, whether something <laughs> happened or not and Iggy Pop, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then there was that movie if you ever saw it velvet goldmine that oh, kind of yeah, tells that story fantastic i love movies. that movie yeah and so yeah I was the soundtrack a, of that a lot of experimentation time frame where there was a lot of group sex going on in my life okay and some of those things sometimes the swords crossed you know yeah. what i mean and out of that what i found was i'm much more fucking Reserved than I thought that I was, than I thought that I would be. Does okay. that make sense? Like, yeah. I thought they're like, okay, yeah, in theory, fucking rock and roll, let's yeah. do this. We're just having a fucking wild time. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I don't know. I think I'm more of a Disney movie kind of person. I'm like, <laughs> I, think, I think I'm, you know, that's happened. I, I'd had a couple of different experiences where the next day I was like, I gotta put on a Disney movie, sort everything out. <laughs> Let's watch Jungle Book real quick. Okay, okay, get back to my set. Yeah. That's funny. And so, uh, when that extends through a lot of things, I'd say from when I was like 25 to like 31, it was all of my 20s, but in particular, like 25, 26, 27, 28. Yeah was like ramping up. I was on the road all the time. Yeah. With Swank Sinatra, we were just 
going crazy. In my mind, I held kind of the ideal of, I don't know, I thought, my sort of idols, the lifestyle that they had lived that were reported yeah. were like that, were okay. like fucking wild and crazy. Yeah. And now, I just don't feel like that anymore. How old are you now? I'm 35. 35. Yeah, well, life's different. You're, right. The, the juices flowing through your body that your body normally <laughs> creates are not as potent as when you're 25, I think, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like you just don't have the same kind of, like, energy level and kind of, yeah. you know, just base you get up every day. And my focuses are much different. Like, the kind of people that I idolized when I was, like, in my mid-20s, you know, being, like, even from a teenager, I guess, were kind of, like, you know like wild and crazy like holy shit this this guy did how many drugs and yeah. fucking went on oh. this bender and now my idols are like holy shit did you read a thousand books <laughs> really <laughs> that's amazing yeah like that's I, interesting I'm, and what i found and i did like a lot of psychedelic drugs and i you know i feel like um these books that i read have opened my mind more like since I started like getting into not getting wasted and like hmm what's happening like right now yeah. I'm, I'm reading uh, The Archetypes in the um, Collective Unconscious by Carl Jung okay it's opening my mind more than LSD ever oh, okay. like that's how I kind of yeah. feel and so I like I don't know, like going out and partying and I certainly can't know that I personally can't handle like any sort of a relationship with loose rules and like wild and crazy shit yeah. which is definitely what was going on in my life <laughs> yeah and which is definitely not what's going on in my life now and yeah. i'm so much happier about that yeah it's very under control yeah you know yeah intentional yeah yeah you were a very chaotic person when i first met you totally and you, you know i mean you still have that element to you though, well i think, I think now i just away. take that i feel like i filter that element exclusively out during my performance oh yeah when you're on stage I can when i'm on stage yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like i'm there's I a book that like they call it the it's a, it, um it's like a fiction book but the character keeps referring to that experience as the imp of the perverse hmm. so there's this thing inside you that always wants to like be in trouble and, right. and chaos and be the center of attention or whatever it is. Right. And that you definitely embody that when you're on stage as well, somebody who comes out and then opens up this yeah, other yeah. personality. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe that's and who I you let really that are. Out. Maybe that's who re you really are. No, and then I, the rest of the time you're keeping that in Yeah, I mean, maybe. Well, I think know. I'm, I think both of those things are true. Yeah. I think I'm both of those things. Yeah. But I feel like now. I've got like places for them to go because I've got a better handle on them. Like yeah. one of the concepts that Carl Jung talks about is you're psychologically built up of like these sub personalities yeah. and only one at a time can be driving the wheel and mm -hmm. they all have different wants and needs yeah. and, and whatnot, functions and motivation, and, you know, yeah. that makes, makes sense. But that I used to let out more and it just was, it just became less and less of who I was in reality and more and more of like, I can hyper let this thing out while yeah. I'm doing stand up, And it's, you know, I don't know. It feels like when it's going well, and I'm sure this feels like when you're doing stand up and you're killing or whatever, or anyone is, yeah. it's like the universe comes together for you. Like you're yeah. like, everything just kind of clicks and the stars align. And it's like almost this magical power you have, you mm -hmm. know, it's unbelievable. And, Mine, I found, 
I can do it the best when I am letting that out of me. Yeah. You know. Nice. I wonder if Marshall would call that his shadow self. <laughs> so, and that concept come, is from Jung, too. Is it? Uh-huh. But um, the shadow self is more like that thing inside of you that uh, could have been a murderer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Like, in the way that, like, recently, I, was, I, I really get bothered by real, I love movie violence and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. but I really don't like actual news reports and, uh, you know, like yeah. things like that. Yeah. And I used to kind of look away from them, but because of this concept, I think now you should, you should look yeah. at those things just so you know. No, no, no. Things are fucked up. Real fucked up. Like, I just watched that documentary series, um, The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez. Mm, I haven't seen it. Well, it's like the most fucked up thing in the world. It, it just I'll give you a synopsis that I got. didn't ruin it for me because it's yeah. way fucked up. But basically, in Los Angeles, there was this eight-year-old kid named Gabriel who was passed around a little bit because he was sort of unwanted in a sense by his mom, totally mm-hmm. unwanted by his mom, gave off to his uncle who mm-hmm. was gay and his like boyfriend or whoever it was. And then they raised him and loved him and everything was great, you know, up until he was like six or seven. And then the grandparents were like, no, you can't be with them. And I guess it wasn't ever legal. Yeah. Them okay. giving it off. Right. And took him away because they didn't think the two gay guys should be raising this kid. Yeah. And they lived for the grandparents for a while, still in like a loving scenario. And then the mother was like, no, nah, I could get um, welfare for this. I'm taking him back. And then from that point, she took him back. For eight months, her and her boyfriend locked him in a cabinet, tortured him, and fucking, until he died, he's dead. And they're in prison, and they should be. But it's like, that's the most disgusting thing in the world. So it's part about, how did that happen? It's about the trial. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. it's about the trial of it. What is it on? It's on Netflix. I'll I'll have to watch that. And you know, as terrible as it is... Netflix does a documentary real fucking well, so it's also I incredibly love it. Yeah. intriguing. I mean, I hate watching those kind, of, but but the, there you the go. Ones, yeah, the yeah, idea yeah. that so the shadow is more like okay, those people are monsters that did that. Yeah, but those monsters are people, and you're a person. Yeah, so you also have that capability yeah. inside of you to become that monster in the right scenario. Yeah, what condition? That's the shadow. Is this oh, thing okay. inside of you that's like. So what's made you decide to read, like, Young and, like, that kind of philosophy? Is it, it Well, I was always interested in that kind of a thing, in, in sort of, but the direction I went with it was just sort of talking about it with my friends and then, like, LSD yeah. and mushrooms and stuff to try to, like, find out, like, whatever. <laughs> and then um, I decided that I, I started, like, really admiring and thinking, like, man there's all these people that are super well-read and I wish I was like more well-read. Yeah. And then I was like, well, you just got to buy a book. <laughs> you just got to start reading then if you want to be yeah. well-read. And I was like, all right. So I started reading some books and the different concepts of that book started making me think more and more about that. Okay. And I was like, well, what if I looked at this sort of a thing, you know, and, and I also watch sort of philosophy videos and he came up in a bunch of them. Okay. And they were just kind of... Like on YouTube? Just yeah, on YouTube. Okay. Quotable sort of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Alan Watts. I yeah. love... He's got some interesting things. And so then I was like, well, let me just see what the, one of his smaller essays is about. And I read The Undiscovered Self, which is like 
tiny it's like a very small essay maybe 100 pages okay small book too it's very and i was really intriguing nice. and i was like oh okay well let's go and then i read another one which was uh the modern man in search of a soul and that one was really interesting and, and in that one it talks about your dreams a lot and i've always been fascinated by that to the point where i have um i keep a dream journal mm-hmm. right and I draw, uh, I write out what my dream was right when I wake up, and then I draw a picture of it to try mm-hmm. to make it, you know, as close as I can make a visual representation. And then in this book, it was talking about, yes, you should totally do that because if you want to get in touch with like your unconscious, well, that's it. There it is. That's it's your dream. So if you want to try to be active, try to paint it. And I thought, oh shit, I'm doing that. And so <laughs> that made me more like, all right, what's going yeah. on with this guy? I, okay. I like what he has yeah. to say. And so now I'm reading the archetypes of the collective unconscious. And then its follow up is a book called Ion. Okay. Which is I don't know what it's about <laughs> yet, but <laughs> I'm sure. Me. I'm sure it's about. It's about Ion Aver. <laughs> well, that's very interesting. That's so cool to go from you know wanting using drugs exclusively for that right. mind expansion, and then going, oh wait, there's already there's already there's something already. out there called knowledge that you can. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And it, and in particular, that kind of stuff is so interesting to me because it's i think about yeah, that I a lot a, I, I took a lot of that in college philosophy oh, really? classes and i just never, never I, I couldn't in. i just couldn't get i mean it was like because i was at that age where i was eating acid and, all, and so it's like right why why should there these you know yeah white guys from 100 years ago 200 years ago like why should i be you know, why would i listen you know what i mean right so i kind of i'm almost inspired to go and maybe watch some videos because yeah. at this age that stuff means more to me than it definitely did at the age that i oh, studied it you know like, you know in thing? my 20s i wasn't worried about like my ethical right. you know my right. you know what i'm saying i wasn't <laughs> yeah, worried about anything. oh totally yeah. and that's what i mean I, I was talking to someone about like yeah no i've i've changed a lot i used to be in there like yeah you're getting older I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's probably what it is. Because, <laughs> like, I look back at five years ago, I'm like, ugh. And I look back at ten years ago, and I'm like, yikes. And then, like, when I'm thinking about me when I was, you know, fucking, you know, 20 years ago, um, you know, yeah. it's like, holy shit. What the fuck? What are you even thinking right now? Like, you are, you have no well, When clue. you're 15, of course. When I you're mean, 15, it's yeah. like. Girl. But when I was 15 is when I started doing stand-up and I started doing my first film. So I have a so lot So where did of you start stand-up? Did you start at the Funny Farm? Yeah. Yeah? Yep. So you did like so, an open mic or what, what, mm-hmm. what was So your... with that, 15? when I was 15, I the first time I ever did it, which is not really where I can count it from, although I used to, was I did stand-up at my fourth grade talent show. Yeah. And then we moved. I moved around a ton when I was a kid because I was a military kid. And... Um, we there just wasn't a talent show and like where else was i gonna do it you can't get into a bar you're fucking nine (laughs) fuck off you know and then when i was 15 the high school had a talent show so i did the talent show and that went well yeah and stand up there and then that same year i was like i looked up uh maybe i feel like it was in a paper or something like maybe i want to say it was the yellow page but i found like a little ad for like an open mic okay and I was like, oh, what's this? Yellow pages. Oh, my or God. Or whatever it was. It was crazy. like, I can't remember, but it was definitely like a, it was, maybe it was a newspaper or something. But I found an ad. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to do this. And my parents were very supportive. They were like, okay. It was, and it was at um, 
the first place I did stand up at an open mic was at uh, Eddie's Attic. Okay. When I was 15 on yeah. like a Tuesday or Wednesday night. Yeah. My parents drove me there. It was a school night. Yeah. Did my set. Ate a dick. Right? <laughs> like, ate it hard. And I remember, um, and but did really well in the talent show, yeah. right? So it was like, what? But I was like, <laughs> it was a little more nerve-wracking. Yeah. Everyone's drinking. And yeah. Like it was a different Absolutely. thing. And I remember driving home. I wasn't driving. My dad was driving. My mom had, was in the car. I think, yeah, I think that was it. And they were like, I don't know, they just encouraged me. They were like, you know, everyone's going to bomb their first thing. <laughs> wow, that's great. You know, and I, I was like, yeah, and they was like, yeah, you just got to do it again. Yeah. And then I did, and then I did the Twisted Taco, and then I found uh, at Dave & Buster's, there was, uh, it was Jillian's at the time in Gwinnett. Yeah. Uh, they were doing a Friday night comedy night, and I, like, just asked the manager, who is that? And being so naive, and I can't even believe it thinking back, I just called this guy. Yeah. I was like, hey, yeah, I'm a comedian. Like, I'd like to do your show. And he was like, all right. I'll tell you. Well, I think he might have even asked. I gave him my story. It was a little intriguing when he was like, what, you're like 16? Yeah. Like, what are you, 17 maybe at the time? Because the open mics went for a minute. And he was like, yeah, come out on Friday. I'll give you five minutes. And at the time, I did silly songs, you know. Okay. And so I went out and I murdered with this <laughs> song. And he was like, all right. And then he started booking me. And then he told me, I want to introduce you to Marshall, yeah. who was the manager of the Funny Farm. Okay. Went over there, introduced me there. And then um, he introduced me, or he was also booking this place called the Celtic Tavern <laughs> in Conyers. Yeah. And Scotty K was playing there. And he booked me to open for Scotty K. Yeah. And then Scotty K was like, I love it. I want to take you on the road with me. And I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> and I was like, that's fine, but I got to graduate high school first. Like I can't, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so he said, send me an email. Here's my email. Send me an email when you graduate high school. And I was like, that's not happening. But then I graduated. I was like, I'll shoot him an email. And then he did. He took me on the road with him. Wow. And we went and did funny bones and you know, I was, I either host the show or yeah. like open and, my ate a dick a lot yeah. of the time and you know and i sh it was like way i don't even understand it now looking back i'm like oh my god i see some of the tapes of me when i was so young doing stand-up mm -hmm. i'm like what what gave you the why did you think you could do this like what the fuck it's and i think that's a lot of people though it's like oh, absolutely it's so delusion yeah everyone is, is buying into this delusion yeah. that's like but now but I you don't have to do be anything fear, You have like to either that. be fearless, and fearlessness comes from, like, really knowing yourself or completely having no idea who right. you are. You know what I'm saying? So, like, totally. sometimes when you see somebody and they're really good at the beginning, it's because they know exactly who they are. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then when you see people who it, like, takes them forever to get good, but they eventually get there, it's yeah. because they had no idea who they were, right. and they were so filled with false confidence. Like, they shouldn't have been confident. They should have been embarrassed to even exist the way that they, you know what I mean? Right. And that's what I think is, like, because the people who kind of fall in the middle, are the yeah. ones who like it's hard to tell are they good are they not good are they gonna get good because they, right, they right. have shame you know what I'm saying and the people who have no shame and the people who don't like you know it's like they you know like right. every time I've ever seen Caleb sign in mm -hmm. I've never seen Caleb sign in do anything other than walk on stage and with complete confidence not like not like overly confident because he's still kind of like an aw shucks kind of guy yeah. but I've never seen him once like intimidated by anything right. that he was yeah. put in front you know what I'm saying and like oh, Rob it. Hayes is like that Dulce's like that yeah, and those people knew each knew who exactly who they were 
before they ever started stand up. Stand up was right. just an extension of uh, yeah, a knowingness yeah. of the, you know, and like we don't totally. all grow up like that. That's, I didn't grow up didn't. knowing my, I know myself as a result of doing stand up for like I'm, this is my ninth year mm-hmm. and nine years. I, who I am now is the, like the most version of myself I've ever been because right. only because of stand up. Because if I hadn't done stand up, I would have done any and of the self reflection that is necessary to write material. And you know what I'm saying? It's like, and you tinker with your person. You're like, oh, that's why I act this way. You know, right. like these yeah. are my triggers. Let me change this part of myself or, you know, like, totally. yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like it's an interesting thing because I've been doing stand up longer than I haven't done it. Yeah. And from 15 to now, it's like I grew up doing it. Yeah. So it evolved as I was like figuring it out. And, yeah. But I don't feel like I'm, I've figured it out. Like, I feel like I'm better than I've ever been. Yeah. For sure. But I feel like I'm constantly figuring out more things about myself yeah. internally and well, like, changing. I've but seen you do the shows. And yeah, I've seen you yeah. direct the movie. So there's like there's a bigger idea in your head than an eight-minute set or an hour right. set. Does it make sense? And like so the show is the closest thing I've ever seen. It's like you have like a show in your head. Yeah. In right. my mind. Totally. You know what I'm saying? And what you do is on the regular is eight minutes of stand up at a time, ten minutes right. of stand up at a time. And you know what I'm saying? It's like the if you went on the road and said, Okay, I'm gonna go do a one hour show and you did that for a year, you would come back at a different level. Totally. Does that make sense? And that's yeah. where you are, I think. You're in one of those positions where it's like yeah. you are at the top of in terms of like how you are as a person Mm. and that's reflected on what you do on stage and then the next step for you is what is the next thing is it a movie is it a this because you've talked about it we've talked about it before and you know I know you have something cooking in that bald ass well right now right now (laughs) what I'm working on is nothing that is like um, very like it's not I'm writing a book right now okay and it's a book about my dad, and I just, I don't even know that anyone would read the book, yeah. you know, but it's called My Father's Funeral Night, because, so that also, I feel like, changed me in a deep way, yeah. in like a really profound way, in a way where I feel like um, when my dad died, I, I don't know, like I think priorities changed in my mind about and the way I sort of think about things has changed since then. Yeah. You know, and at first obviously I was it was like super sad, but I've never been like a sad person. Yeah. You know. So it was like well, I never I, felt And depressed. I only met your dad like a handful of times, but he was not a sad person. No, he and was not would a probably sad person. like be upset you were you know what I'm saying yeah well like he was the, the guy that was like yeah he was like your biggest fan yeah, as far as I yeah. could tell you know like oh, everything I saw of him was I saw him watching the rehearsals of your show and like yeah. he insisted on having a roast you know what I mean yeah exactly that was a fun that was so yeah. much fun that yeah roasting my dad he wanted to do the roast of himself when he turned 60 and that yeah. was before he knew he had pancreatic cancer yeah and so we were like okay yeah, yeah. 60th birthday let's do it and then he got pancreatic cancer maybe six months prior to yeah. that and so then it became, it was a, uh, I don't know if it would have sold as well, if because it, it, it was a packed house. Yeah. And it was almost like a m- memorial that he got to be at. Absolutely. And his personality and everything was like, yeah, well, it's got to be a roast. Like, yeah. This is sort of his, you know, his, he's just a you know, great sense of humor and was always encouraging of like those sort of things. Yeah. You know? 
So you it was great to have that. Um, it was like he got to be at that yeah. his own memorial. I think you then, should write. Yeah, that's a that's a book people would want to read because people deal with that. Five months later, he died. Yeah, and it was like, it's such a, it's so strange, and you know the whole thing with my dad was like, he just was very smart, you know, or like very thoughtful anyway, and like the lessons he would teach would be sort of poetic, and he'd like leave these things like he. We've got this family mythology that he told us ever since we were little kids that when he died, he was going to ascend to the second, the center star in Orion's belt. Okay. And he'll always be like watching us from there and we can oh, talk wow. to him there. That's great. And uh, then, he, and then he did, you know, yeah. like, and it's so profound. Yeah. It's such a smart thing for him to do because it's such a, I don't know, an interesting sort of comforting thing where it's not like, oh, I've got dad's hat or something. Yeah. Oh, fuck, where does hat go? Like, yeah. oh, no, 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 this is a star. And anyway, that's not going anywhere, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and he was smart to put it. Orion's Bell comes out like in the winter yeah. time, like yeah. during the holidays. Yep. And, you know, the winter is real depressing anyway. Well, and it's also very easy um, to find. So it's like, Very you know, easy to find. I mean, that's kind of great. I love yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And what's interesting to me is, so he died October um, 11th. 2017 at like one in the morning I was we were all there and uh that he you know he'd been dying of cancer and then home hospice came in yeah. and man I'll tell you I did not know what that was I did not understand what home hospice oh, was I didn't understand what hospice yeah, was yeah it's like no 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 you're gonna die we're not trying to make you better we are making yeah. you comfortable we're easing you, you are about yeah, to die absolutely and so I didn't grasp that wow. but he was on this couch in the middle of the living room is where he was sort of dying and then we moved him to this bed in uh the dining room like right up against the window and he died at one o'clock in the morning and the first thing that me and my sisters did were like oh my god where's the star and so we ran outside and it took us a second to figure out where it was and then we found it and then the next morning i knew exactly where it would be and i came out and it came over the trees into view of the window that he was at right when he died. So that to us is like, it's the sort of thing where sometimes, you know, you, I feel like. It sounds like the way the term I would think of is magic realism where it's like, yeah. you know, it. You don't know whether it's magic or not, but it feels that way and it, it looks that way and that's, occurs that's that way. That's a great way to do yeah. it. And that's a school of writing, and like so, Gabriel Garcia Marquez and Isabella Allende, uh -huh. where it's like there's magical elements, but they're they don't really they're it's superstition and, and myth right. and that, right, you exactly. know, and it's, and so that's it's there. Why, so this yeah. was like our the place family mythology. Yeah. And then that moment is like just really adds to the story absolutely. you know absolutely. <laughs> and it really adds to like the story in yeah. my heart and the feeling of it so we all have like orion's belt tattoos and my dad did too yeah. we got them before he died oh wow you okay. know before like way before he died oh like, wow okay maybe yeah as soon as we were i was getting tattoos i got one here on my arm that's got the center star with like the ascending mm -hmm. thing in it where you can go in then he got the whole constellation on his arm made up of stars and the center star was music notes everybody has it yeah we all have matching tattoos with him and things like that you know <laughs> it's crazy and then you know i always wear a necklace that's got it and oh wow like, okay so it's in a way i kind of feel like yeah that's better than um these other sort of myths that people could buy into. I like, it feels yeah. so personal to me. And obviously I'd like to have children and they, uh, they'll, 
know about that too because that's where I'm going to go when I die. You know, I I love it. I love it so much. It's great. Well, we're about wrapping up here. We're okay. about I mean, <laughs> I usually do a half hour, but you've been killing it. So, oh, okay. like, no, it's great. Oh, it's it's been, let me talk about me. No, no, no. I'll tell you the whole thing. <laughs> I was born here. I'll go through the whole, every memory okay. I can conjure yeah, up. I'll, yeah. I'll have you back if you want to talk more. I, think I would love to. Yeah. So, um, Tell people where they can find you on the socials. I don't. You don't really fuck too much with social, but so not too much. I mean, well, no, you on so Instagram. On Instagram, for sure. Yeah, I've got some like funny little <laughs> videos. We I didn't even get to talk Atlanta. about that. So he does these little songs about each neighborhood in Atlanta. Yeah. So what's your what's your Instagram? My Instagram is at Bob Fucking Place. Okay. So f- go check those out because he has one for every. If you're from Atlanta, you have to see them because they're hysterical. <laughs> um, and you're, do you have any plans to do any more of those or? Yeah. I mean, you need to do one about so festivals. You need to do a festival. Well, specific. the thing is, it's like once summer kicks back up, I think I'm going to start them again because yeah. it's just like it's the weather's too shitty. shitty yeah. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> you know, they're, it, I'm doing them for fun. Yeah. So it's like, if it's not fun, I don't really want to do yeah. it. So I'm like, I want to do one once the summer starts about like, you know, the assholes at the lake and yeah. like, you know, like Lake Lanier or something. And I was thinking about doing some. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely festivals. Yeah, maybe even the Six Flags one would be good. Or did you already I do did six, six Flags? Yeah, that one was funny. That's I did right. Six Flags. That's great. <laughs> All right, well, um, that's been Straight People. This is Bob Place. You can find him on at Bob Fucking Place on Instagram um, or catch him weekends and uh, at the Laughing Skull all over town. Actually, now these days with yeah, the satellite so. shows, they're doing the Omni Hotel every other week now yeah. uh, at the Battery. And they're doing, yeah. what, 8 o'clock and 10.30 shows, I heard. So we're trying that yeah. out anyway. Yeah. We'll so see how really that goes. Good. All right, well, cool. Like us, subscribe to us, tell your friends about us, or if you don't like the show, tell your enemies because they seem real cool. Uh, my name's Ian, and uh, this has been Straight People. Bye!